2: Welcome back to another episode of Hyperfocus, where you get information that'll make you a catch on a first date.
3: Hello, people whose brains are simultaneously very smart and very stupid. How are we doing today? I'm, I'm doing good. Did your dog just grow or am I hearing things? Because I I don't think he's doing very great. If he's that was him, looking at me,
2: he was giving me deeries earlier. You, he wants food, but he he has, has food,
3: food in front of. He him He wants different food. Life with a dog, I guess. Mm, I suppose. All right. Well, I think we'll just let him do his thing. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, unfortunately, even though you know you had a good episode, all right. It's it's still time for eight second apologies. Mm, right. I figured. Are you ready for this? I have to be ready for this, so here we go. All right, everyone. I am very, very sorry for the extensive list of symptoms that Maddie gave us, but that she did not know how to pronounce. Mm. Also, folks, I'm very, very sorry for the no-clap incident. It will live on in infamy. It will. It will never be forgotten.
2: I can't live it down. It's going to follow me everywhere now.
3: It's like Ice Town. Ice Town just cost Ice Clown his town crown. Yep,
2: what Rachel said.
3: You know what I'm talking about, right? Absolutely not. Hence why I
2: keep avoiding what you're saying. You're from
3: Parks and Rec? Have you seen all of it?
2: I have, but I don't... I, a lot of it I would, like, fall asleep for because I would have it on when I would start going to bed. And I, when I'm out, I'm out. But, I mean, I this know is Will unacceptable. Sebastian, this is
3: unacceptable. You know how Ben was mayor at age 18? Oh, right, right,
2: right. Yep. Okay. I'm No, I'm getting flashbacks now. But I have only seen it once through, and then every once in a while when it was on TV.
3: I would also like to apologize for Maddie not having seen enough Parks and Rec to understand basic references. I'm ashamed of myself. You should be.
2: (laughs) Two weeks in a a row of being oblivious to references and
3: cultural sayings. Um, You're getting out of this because my ear just started ringing very loudly, and it's the only thing I can focus on. Fair enough.
2: In other in other news, I have a goat on my shirt. She's got a goat, and we're thinking of making this a a thing here at Hyperfocus. If you're watching the YouTube video, like you should be. So if we ever do merch, just interrupt what if me. We, what Why if don't we? just you? made a goat. Well, what if we what if we goat merch? The Hyperfocus goat, because we're the goat. I like it. Anyways, it's if you really want like to see joke. my
3: goat shirt, check out the YouTube <laughs> channel because it's pretty awesome. That's the only thing you know, that, YouTube, like. That's the only thing that YouTube is good for is just to see your goat shirts. Well. <laughs> Yes,
2: that would be an interesting episode in and of itself as how I acquired this goat shirt. Oh, uh, it's fun. Well, but it's a if, story for if another this time, were,
3: like going to be a really long episode, then I would um, ask you to tell it. Also, I feel like he's staring at me, but like only with one eye, like one eye is going this way, but this eye is looking at me.
2: Right. It's very, it's very weird.
3: It's, it's, I have very mixed feelings about it, but that makes me like it more. He just, he's
2: always got to keep one eye on the prize. You know, never and know eye, when the farmer's going to come and get him. one eye to the sky.
3: This one. Right. OK, well, listen, people and Maddie, because she's in goat world. Mm. Um, this this is going to be a pretty long episode, so I, I didn't expect it to be long. I honestly was prepping one for today and I was like, oh, I just want to do a short one today. Um, and then I was like, oh, I should cover this. And it's not going to be that long. I already have background knowledge on it. Pretty extensive background knowledge, so I'll be able to do this one quickly. Well, here we are, 10 pages of notes later, and um, I don't think it's going to be a short episode. So what we're going to do this week is we're actually going to make this into a two-parter, but in order to make sure that you're not waiting for mm-hmm. till next Monday, um, we're going to give you part two on Wednesday. So yeah, we're going to not make you wait till next Monday give you part two on Wednesday, and give you two short episodes instead of one that's like an hour and a half long. I mean, I don't know how long it'll be, but it would be long by itself. This
2: is so that you can get the full effect of Rachel's episode, and you can really absorb it all, meditate on it the first part, and then she's going to bring well, it home
3: with part two. Well, I mean, I don't know that it, there's like... <laughs> it's not going to be like a big cliffhanger or anything like that. Mm. It's just... um Like myself, a lot of our listeners have ADHD. We try to make short episodes. We try to make it easily accessible for everyone and enjoyable for everyone. So those long episodes don't always do that. So we're going to break it up. We'll give you part one today. I don't even know where I'm going to stop it. Um,
2: We're we're just going to see what feels
3: right. And then we're going to go straight ahead and record part two right now uh, so that we can get both of those to you pretty quickly
2: get excited right. I'm pumped so okay. Rachel so tell me what am I what do I need two parts for like tell me what the topic
3: is okay all right I'm gonna set the scene all right it's a peaceful morning in Palo Alto California a okay. peaceful summer morning hmm. sounds nice doesn't it yes don't know what that's like but... suddenly sirens police roll up to the house of a male college student and arrest him for violation of penal codes 211 and 459 armed robbery, and burglary, Mm -hmm. respectively. Okay. The young man is cuffed, searched, he's read his rights, he's taken to a police station. Okay. Once he's there, he's booked, he's mirandized again, he has his fingerprints taken, a mugshot taken, and he's blindfolded, and he's put into a holding cell. But he was not the only one. Oh. The exact same thing happened to 11 other male college students at the same time. Why? What did they do?
2: Is that is that not illegal?
3: Uh, it did was, they all it was, do it, was it? Not illegal.
2: Wait, wait, what, do you mean? what What do you mean? What do you mean? Did they all perform armed robbery and burglary before getting over? Did they just say this is what we're charging you with?
3: Okay, I'm gonna before I tell you what they did. Okay, I'm just what gonna. What year? Can
2: you give me a year? 1971.
3: Yeah. Okay. Um, this is a pretty well known topic. Okay. So stop me when you figure it out if you know it.
2: Okay.
3: Um. It's, it's more well-known than things that we normally cover. Normally, oh. we cover things that are not very well-known, but this is something that I'm very interested in. Um, so, I think I know what it is. Would you like to take a guess? Is it the Stanford Prison Experiment? It is. Yes. It we is. We should get a bell for when we're able to <laughs> figure things out. Like, ding, ding, ding. So what they did was they had replied to an ad in the local newspaper that read, quote, Male college students needed for a psychological study of prison life. $15 per day for one to two weeks, beginning August 14th. For further information and applications, come to room 248, Jordan Hall, Stanford U.
2: I knew it. Yes. Yeah. I didn't realize that's what the ad said, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what the ad said. Would you have signed up had you been a a college male? Yes. Are you kidding me? Do you? Yeah, that's fair. You would have done it. I would have not
3: done it. Let's name some things I love. All right, psychology, criminology, criminal psychology, making money. That's the dream. Well, <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> Rachel's dream is to participate in the Stanford prison experiment. I'm glad I'm not the one making funny statements this episode. I'm not getting in trouble this time. The power, the power I mean, shifts like, honestly, today. Honestly,
3: I, I probably still would have done it. Um, I've always kind of wanted to be like tortured. Just <laughs> Did like... <laughs> anyone else just hear that? No, 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 let me let me finish. Let me finish it. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is way worse than no. me. No. No, 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 no. No, no, LSD. no, no. Let me let me explain. I don't actually want any of those things to happen to me, but I am curious about how much I could withstand. Okay. Like mentally? Right. I want to know how strong I am mentally. So I would want to know how much of that I could withstand. But the only way you could know that, right, is unfortunately it. is to actually endure it. But this feels like a slight, like, without, no, if you didn't know what it was, it would seem like a safe environment to test that out in. Yeah.
2: That's what I was thinking. If you didn't, if you didn't have this hindsight looking mm-hmm. at it now,
3: if I didn't have the hindsight, I was like, like yeah, I'll do oh, I like, could okay. do like a simulation of that in a safe yeah. environment. And I could see like where kind of my mental strength is at. Yeah. It's hard to tell in when you're just in everyday life i don't have that desire i do
2: i i don't foresee myself getting in situations where i could be tortured if that happens it happens
3: well i mean you're always in a situation where you could be tortured i mean i guess that is also fair well continue your story then i guess <laughs> ah, that was a good that was a good tangent i liked that one it made me seem like a, we did um, we done did good rach we done did it good. made me seem like i'm a little unhinged but you know what even, I'm gonna perfect, gonna even perfect it. people have their secrets, guys. All right. Let's keep going because this is going to be a long one. Yeah. We need to focus. Yeah. So, so the researchers received 70 applications for this. They ran some basic tests. They were basically attempting to uh, rule out physical, psychological problems, um, and criminal histories, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So they were left with 24 individuals who they had deemed, quote unquote, normal, mm-hmm. of average... Uh, like that, they were averagely healthy. whoops, hit my mic. Averagely healthy, intelligent, um, and middle class.
2: Okay.
3: Uh, mostly white males. Okay. But all males, and they were after they had completed these tests, they were told to go home and await further instruction. Then they assigned who would be a um, who would be a prisoner and who would be a guard by a coin flip. Huh? Because I mean, if you haven't noticed already, what's going on here? Like like we said, it's a simulation of prison life. Right. Um. I feel like most people have probably heard of it enough to know that, like, they split them into prisoners and guards. Right. Um, to but
2: they don't understand the depth of what happened.
3: Some people do. Some people do. If, you, if you've taken, like, a gen psych class, you probably do. Yeah. Or you've at least heard of it yeah. at some point in a gen psych class. But, yeah. All right. So, divided so, two groups. Yeah. All right. Just... Fair enough. Randomly, with a coin flip. And then, without warning, the 12 that had been deemed the prisoners... Were arrested, hmm. like we right. said in the beginning, like the story, like the story. Yes, and here's the thing: they were arrested by actual police. They were not arrested okay. by the people who were the quote unquote guards. Right. They were actually arrested in real police cars. Really went through the whole, dang, the whole shebang of getting arrested. And they didn't know when it was going to happen. They actually they didn't even know that it was going to happen. Yeah. They're like, please wait a further instruction. Police show up. Yes. And like, I think. I might be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure, like, their families didn't know what was going on. Oh, gosh. Yeah.
2: They, My like, mom would kill me. They,
3: like, later informed. informed well, right. Them. Yeah. My mom would kill me. She'd be like, what the heck? Is- I mean, you, they, she they may like, have known that, like, they, their kids signed up for it.
2: My mom would literally be like, officers, take her. What it, whatever she did. She I don't this. want her back. Get out of here. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. My mom's a wonderful woman. But she would definitely be alarmed.
3: Well, I mean, of course you would be alarmed. That's part of the reason. Like, it was supposed to be, it was supposed to be, like, as traumatic as being arrested. Right. Yeah. So, in an attempt to kind of understand the horrific realities of prison life, um, as well as human behavior, in response to the environment, psychology professor Philip Zimbardo created a mock prison in the basement of Stanford University. Hmm. He had hired some um, ex-cons and some prison personnel, etc., to ensure that they had Uh, recreated some somewhat realistic conditions. Mm -hmm. Of course, it couldn't be 100%. I mean, it couldn't even be close to 100% because it's in a college basement and these aren't actual criminals and actual guards, but they did what they could to replicate it. Mm -hmm. So they made cells by taking the doors off of lab rooms Mm -hmm. and then replacing them with doors that were made out of like uh, iron Mm -hmm. bars Mm -hmm. to look like cell doors. They put cell numbers on them. Um, and they even had a small two foot by two foot solitary confinement. So it was like two feet by two feet and then tall enough to stand.
2: Is that what, is that literally what happens in solitary confinement? Are you in that small of a room? Mm, no. Side note. No.
3: Solitary okay. confinement is usually just. That's what I thought. A small room. It's not,
2: it's not. They, two there's like a two bed feet. in there usually. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I just wanted to clarify that for No, second. you're good. Okay. But in
3: this case, the solitary confinement room was small, very two small. Two feet by two feet. So enough to stand up, maybe to sit down if you're kind of hunched up, like balled up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you could probably sit in a two foot by two foot. Mm -hmm. Just wouldn't be all that comfortable. You couldn't stretch your feet out at all. No. Maybe crisscross applesauce. Yeah, that's about it. And then they also bugged the cells to monitor what the prisoners were talking about. I'm pretty sure that was audio only. Mm -hmm. It was, but just to be able to hear what the, the prisoners were talking about. So one by one, the prisoners were brought in from the police station to the mock prison. And the, like, prison superintendent was actually Zimbardo.
2: Oh, interesting.
3: Um, And he reinforced their new status as prisoner. Kind of, like, I want to say welcomed, because that's the only word I can think of, but not really. But, you know, like, like, reinforced their status as prisoner and that they had committed a serious crime.
2: Initiation.
3: Yeah. All right. But without, like, (laughs) hazing.
2: Now, I I do have one question for you right now. Maybe this, you'll answer this later, if so. Cut me off. But what... Can you give us the goal now that they're trying to prove with this? Are they trying to prove that the criminal justice system is corrupt? Are they trying to prove what human behavior is? What's kind of the yeah, general Yeah, I already variant? said that. <laughs> I mean, I just wanted to double check here. Okay,
3: let's, let's go through this again. In an attempt so to understand the horrific realities of prison life as well as human behavior in response to the environment, psychology professor Philip Zimbardo created a mock prison in the basement of Stanford University. I don't like the
2: sassy tone here, <laughs> all right? I don't appreciate it. I don't appreciate you not listening to me. I'm not here for it. I was clarifying if it was if it had anything to do with, like, a social justice attitude of, like, we need to make the prison systems better.
3: Or if it was like... It was more about like exploring it. Like, right. my understand, at least my understanding is that they had kind of had that belief that it was not good. Okay. Um, but they weren't trying to like...
2: It wasn't going to be you don't given really as wanna, evidence to pub, You to don't like really want makers. to go
3: into psychological or any scientific research trying to make data... That proves your point about Fair. like a, a any like social issue. I mean, some you do to some extent, right? Because you know we're human, okay. And right. some of those things need to be addressed and researched. But I mean, I can't I can't speak for each of the researchers, right? Absolutely. But my understanding is that they were like, "This seems bad. <laughs> let's look into this. Let's look into it." Okay. Yeah.
2: So, but not necessarily for a social like that wasn't the primary focus. Was not let's use this then as evidence for. They weren't trying to prove a theory, basically. They were trying. to I mean, to they they, they
3: were trying to prove a theory because that's you know make a hypothesis. But I mean, kind of, kind of yes. Yes, and, kind okay. of yes. Um, I was just to the more wondering like, how specialized
2: they were getting in terms of It was of not what it was not
3: special for. enough specialized enough to like be used for any like certain policy change or right. something like that.
2: That was that was really but, what I was looking yeah. for.
3: Okay, um, but you know to but have a better general understanding of what's going on what's and to going on in look prison. and to find those um like bad things where there are blind spots what can be better sure and also just to study human behavior in an environment like this right yeah. okay great so going back to the the beginning of the humiliation and the depersonalization right. once they were in this prison they were searched again they were stripped naked and they were deloused um and then they were given a smock to wear with no undergarments um which had their prison prisoner ID number on it mm-hmm. so do prisoners actually wear smocks? No. It was basically like a canvas dress. Mm-hmm. Um, but Zimbardo had said something along the lines of like the the people who were consulting with us made a, a point to say that people who are in prison feel like dehumanized. They feel um, like not individuals anymore. Mm-hmm. They feel humiliated. And we were trying to replicate that in some small ways. Got it. So okay. wearing a dress with no underwear. Right. Even though, like, no one was seeing anything, but it, it still, it feels like you, you feel exposed. some power. Yeah, yeah, exposed. Thank you. That was the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and the prisoners only were called by their prisoner ID that was on their smock. They were not called by their names. So there's the depersonalization. Um,
2: let's I'm see. thinking of Jean Valjean. To, what is it?
3: I don't know, but I know what you're talking about. Oh, whatever. I don't have that number memorized. I'm sorry. I used to, but whatever. So do you, they're dehumanized now. Yes. And then they were also... They had like a small chain that maybe wrapped around two or three times around their ankle. It was locked just as a reminder of their imprisonment. Okay. Uh, it wasn't like chained to anything or anything like that. But right. Yeah. And um, then they also had rubber sandals and they had a nylon stocking cap over their heads to um, uh, to imitate a shaved head because that usually happens in prisons. You shave your head. Right. Um, again, that's to like de-individualize someone and also to assert authority, it's in an arbitrary way. Right. But that actually can kind of solidify the authority more strongly when it Mm -hmm. is an arbitrary rule that they have to follow.
2: And it was just like bald caps, basically?
3: They made them out of like um, women's nylon stockings. Got it. Yeah. It was just basically a bald cap. Got it. Yep. Um, And then they they were given mattresses to sleep on and basic plain food. Okay. So not like any comfort or anything like that, but Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, pretty pretty good for a simulated prison. Yeah, um, pretty accurate for his, you know, college research basement budget. Um.
2: <laughs> that makes it sound so sketchy. It does. <laughs> take out take out Stanford and it's like, what the heck is this? Yeah. You're so right. <laughs> You're so right. Like, literally without Stanford, this is like <laughs> you did this is like what? the beginning
3: of a horror movie. Yeah, you
2: did what? You signed up for what? Like, All right. No, no, mom, it's safe.
3: <laughs> sounds yeah, it sounds like the beginning of a slasher movie. Actually, not exactly. All right, so then, so then there were the guards. Um, they say that the guards were not given any specific guidelines. They were pretty much told, "Do what you think is necessary hmm. um, to quote maintain law and order in the prison and to command the respect of the prisoners." Except for like physical abuse, basically. Okay. okay. Um, which, by the way, I don't normally do a lot of quotes in these things because I like to sound conversational. But there are a lot of important quotes, and some of them are long. So there are there are a lot of quotes sure, in this episode, sure. um, and they all come from uh, the website for this experiment, okay. which will be linked as always. Right. So they're all basically from Zimbardo himself. The guards had uniforms; they are in like khaki uniforms. They all wore mirrored sunglasses to protect to protect to prevent eye contact with the mm-hmm, prisoners. Mm-hmm. Um, and therefore human connection. And then they were also all given a whistle and a billy club as status symbols. The guards worked in shifts and they could go home,
2: mm.
3: but the prisoners could not. And with all of this in place, the bulk of the experiment could begin. Right. 2.30 a.m., the prisoners are woken up with whistles for count, what they called count. Mm. So the counts would familiarize prisoners with their number, um, and would also allow the, uh, the the guards to exercise control mm-hmm. over the prisoners. And at first, the prisoners didn't really take it seriously. They kind of did it. And they were like, ha, ha, fun, experiment. Mm-hmm. Um, but that like really frustrated the guards. Mm-hmm. So the guards, it, it, well, I mean, the guards and the prisoners, it, it led to some some minor confrontations right. and punishments. Because okay. at this point, they're all kind of getting into their roles. They're figuring out what's what here. So... The punishments uh, were the things like um, push-ups. Push-ups mm-hmm. were a very common punishment, often with the foot of a guard on the prisoner's back. Mm-hmm. Um, but all in all, it, the first day was fairly normal for a prison setting. It wasn't fun, but you know it's yeah. kind of what you would expect. Like, Don't disrespect the correctional officers right. and have a not fun time in prison. Day two, day two. Day two. Day two. In the morning, a riot broke out. Of course. Yeah. Right away. As,
2: as they do on day two.
3: Yeah. Day two. Never a good day. It seems really ominous. <laughs> I don't know why. That's why we don't
2: publish things on the second day of the week.
3: We literally do.
2: I guess I start my week on Monday. I mean, I, I'm do, I do too.
3: I, I always consider Monday the start of the week right, too. So, but so we're by good. By our standards, it's Which day the one. only standards. The only standards that matter. You're right. Thank you. Well, okay. Anyway, a day riot. Two. A riot broke out on day two. Um, the prisoners blockaded their doors they took their mattresses and like their beds and pushed them against the doors and they all leaned on them so the guards couldn't get to their doors. So Matt, they,
2: was this a coordinated, I mean, I guess. Obviously. Yes, it was a coordinated attack. Did they plan this
3: at night or they like They chat- must have.
2: All right. I yes. guess we
3: don't know that for sure. Well, they planned it somehow and it happened in the morning. So what do you want me to do about this? You want me to go find him and ask?
2: Yes. That's what I expected for this episode, and you have not yet delivered.
3: You want me to contact all 24 of them along with Zimbardo? Correct. To 25? Correct. And all of the other researchers and grad students and whoever else is helping? Great. Thank you. Correct. Thank you. All right. Well, hopefully this TikTok finds them, because it does usually find someone who is associated with a topic in some way. That is true. So we'll see what happens.
2: Fingers crossed.
3: Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. Yeah. So they blocked their doors with their mattresses, and they took off their caps, and they took off their numbers, and they started taunting the guards, um, and at this point, again, it's easy to say like, oh, they're having fun with the experiment. They right. kind of, you know, kind of like how people talk about, could we, could I escape prison? Like if what's the perfect prison mm-hmm. break, those mm-hmm. kinds of things. Or like what I was talking about earlier, like, right. you know, just want to do this in a safe environment and see what I can, what I can get away with. and Like right. what I can stand, that kind of stuff. So it seems kind of, which that reminds me, I have this book here. Yeah. Read me a quote. No, I just wanted to tell you a little bit about Zimbardo, and I forgot to put it in my notes. Tell me. So where did I stop?
2: You paused at the riots. Yes, I did. And they were taunting mm-hmm. the, the guards. So give us a brief little snippet about Zimbardo.
3: Okay, I will. This is completely out of order, but that's okay. Um, I was going to do this at the beginning. Our listeners but, can keep up. Uh, well, I don't know if I would be able to, so I get distracted. Okay, I guess that's fair. We'll, we'll give you a little recap when we get back. So just because this is... um. Absurd. So Zimbardo triple majored in psychology, sociology, and anthropology for his undergrad. Are you okay?
2: That's just insane. Yeah.
3: Well, and then he went to Yale as one naturally for his does. master's in psychology, and then he also went to Yale for his PhD in psych. Right. And then he taught at Yale for a while, and then he taught at NYU, and then he taught at Columbia, and then he taught at Stanford. He also published over fifty books. And he was president of the american psychological psycho If I can't say the name of the a p a then I will never get into grad school for psych. He was elected president of the American Psychological Association in two thousand two, among many other achievements.
2: that's all I officially am nothing
3: yeah, pretty much yeah, well, we knew that already so where where did we leave off? We left off with the riots and saying, like, oh, this could just be them kind of. Having fun with the experiment and being like, you know, let's have a prison, I was going to say break, let's have a riot because they're not treating us fairly. Right. As, you know, you probably would if you were pretending to be in prison for a couple days. Right. Yeah. Because why not, right? Uh, but unfortunately, the guards felt that their authority was in danger. Um, and then they, uh, they they felt that they had to keep, you know, kind of keep the peace The amount of toxic masculinity vibes that I'm currently feeling. The peace being law and order.
2: Is so much toxic masculinity.
3: Oh, just you wait. Just you wait. I'm ready. By the way, there's a wonderful movie on this. Um, I did not use it in my sources for this because I didn't know how much of it was... I I watched it a few years back and I didn't remember how much of it was accurate, how much of it was drama. Um, But I do know that the kid who played he's not a kid, but he was when he played Rico and Hannah Montana is in the Stanford prison experiment movie. What does it go? <laughs> Rico. <laughs> he absolutely does not do that. Yeah, he does. Um, in, in the, in Stanford prison experiment movie, oh. he doesn't do that, but yeah, he's in that. That's crazy. Um, I remember really enjoying the movie. Um, what's it called? It was the Stanford prison experiment. It's, that's what yeah. it's called. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. And that it. you, when you just said toxic masculinity, it reminded me of that because when I'm reading this, I'm like, this is just a group of people. But when you see it with, like, this the big, like, 70s mustaches and the big mirrored sunglasses, you're like, yeah. Yeah, that is kind of...
2: Yeah. Which <laughs> also bring masks. back 70s mustaches.
3: Oh, they're coming back. They they will be back 100% within the next 18 months. They're awesome. They're on their way.
2: Totally support it.
3: I've been predicting this for about four years. Um. So, yeah, so the guards, um, in order to keep the peace... Um, demanded that some of the off-duty guards come in as backup. Mm-hmm. So they responded to this riot with a lot of force.
2: Okay.
3: As one does. Um, they actually used fire extinguishers on the prisoners. Like, they sprayed them with the fire extinguishers mm-hmm. to keep them away from their doors so that they could then bust through the doors. Right. Um, it's not the safest. Um, and then they they raided each cell. They forced the prisoners to strip naked um, they removed their beds, they increased intimidation, um, and they put the riot leader, unless it's the riot reader, the riot leader in solitary
2: okay in that two foot by two foot
3: yes ma'am now they couldn't always have one guard per prisoner because at this point, after they had back up, they had nine prisoners mm. and nine guards, but there weren't normally nine guards on duty gotcha and they couldn't keep that up twenty four seven So they had to do something else to control them um, with something other than force. So what did they go for? They went for psychological control.
2: As one does. I was going to say that. I was going to
3: say that. So they created what they called a privilege cell. So the prisoners that were not involved in the riot or were the least involved in the riot got special privileges in the privilege cell. Right. Those special privileges included clothing Mm. and beds and slightly better food. Um, And they were allowed to brush their teeth. Basic human needs, essentially. Yeah, Um, crazy. And they made sure that the other prisoners knew what was going on in the privileged cell. Yes. So this obviously created a rift between the prisoners. It broke down their solidarity that they so strongly had in the beginning. Um, And they would also sometimes randomly assign like good and bad prisoners Hmm to the normal cells or the privileged cell, they would sometimes randomly assign good or bad, Mm. quote-unquote good, quote-unquote bad, prisoners to confuse the prisoners, make them think that the ones in charge of the riots or whatever had actually turned against them, and Mm. now they were an informant or something like that. Interesting. Um, And then they would put those bad prisoners in the privileged cell just to really confuse all of the relationships and the solidarity. Interesting. Did they,
2: then they did that freely of any oversight that was a decision the guards made on their mm-hmm. own
3: okay mm-hmm. um so pretty much the zimbardo and the researchers were watching everything that happened and um i mean we'll get into this a little bit later probably in part two um but some people say that like oh they weren't actually told anything but by not being stopped they were told that what they were doing was okay and was like well i mean Yeah, but the point is they weren't told to do it. Right. Yeah, but we'll get into that later. But So it did, it broke up the solidarity among the prisoners, but it created a lot of solidarity amongst the guards. Mm, Yep. Yeah, so now that we have this broken solidarity among the prisoners and it increased solidarity and authority Mm -hmm. among the guards, um, that just made everything worse. Some things that they continued to make prison life worse, Um, they wouldn't allow smoking. I mean, that doesn't seem like a big deal now, but
2: it was, 70s. It was
3: the 70s. Yeah, um, it was a college in the 70s. Yep. Uh, they had to ask permission to use the bathroom.
2: Oh my gosh! Yeah.
3: if they if the guards refused to let them go to the bathroom, or it was after lights out, which I think was at 10 p.m., um, they had to use a bucket in their cells, and sometimes they were not allowed to empty the buckets. Oh god! So it would just smell horrible. Yeah. And then also there was a lot of general harassment, things like that, Mm -hmm. um, just increased. And again, we will get back to this later, but they did find eventually that about one third of the guards showed sadistic tendencies, Mm. um, and this is kind of where that starts.
2: Yeah, sounds about right.
3: Yeah. So not even 36 hours in, prisoner number 8612 began to experience what uh, Zimbardo called, quote, Acute emotional disturbance, disorganized thinking, uncontrollable crying, and rage. Unquote. So the researchers who were watching from a different room—they were like my understanding is that there were cameras in the in what they called the yard, which is like the hallway yeah. that had all of that, so they could see anytime the prisoners left their cells yeah. and see what the guards were doing. Um, but the, the researchers themselves had become so entrenched in their own experiment. That that they themselves thought that eight six one two was trying to fool them. Hmm. These are psychologists with multiple degrees so in they psychology. They were
2: like they thought that he was playing them. That he was
3: faking it and playing them. Yep. So they interviewed him, um, and the one of the consultants, the ex-con, mm-hmm. told them, or told him, told eight six one two that he was weak and that that's what he would have expected if he were at San Quentin, hmm. a prison. Um,
2: so they, and so they're all still, I mean, they're aware that this is fake, which is what's crazy.
3: Mm -hmm. All right. Yep. Yep. Blows my mind? So they, they made him an offer. They made 8612 an offer, basically become an informant for the guards and you will experience no more harassment from the guards. However, at the next count, 8612 said, quote, you can't leave. You can't quit. Unquote. Which made the others think that it was Real. That it was worse than what they, um, than than what they thought it was, and they, it made them take it more seriously. Of like, we can't leave. Yeah. Like this, this sounded fun. It sounded interesting, but right. now they're actually like, we can't leave. Like we are imprisoned here. Right. So, like I said, everyone started taking it more seriously, and then eight six one two, shortly after that, began screaming, cursing raging losing control and they realized that he was actually suffering and Mm. they released him Mm. um and now i said earlier that there were 12 uh prisoners and 12 guards but that i then later i said that there were nine prisoners and nine guards they had nine of each to begin with and they kept three of each on standby for things like this gotcha so they had more to like replace them with
2: Mm -hmm. so they just so so this guy gets to go home Mm -hmm. so he goes home but they have three people on standby to replace the guy that gets out of here.
3: Yep. Yep. Um, but we're just kind of g- going to go through, like, the big events. Yep. So right. the next, like, big event was visitation. Okay. They allowed visitation for um, for the prisoners, for their families to come see them. Um, but they realized before the visitation actually happened that the parents might get upset about the conditions that their sons were living in and try to take them out of the experiment. So they made them better. Huh. I feel like at this point, they should have realized that it was unethical. If they're like, oh, we don't want people to see what's happening here. Yeah. But instead they just kind of, what's the saying? Put pearls on a pig. Yeah. And uh, tried to clean it up and make it look better. So what they did was they, got, they let the prisoners um, bathe and shave. Um, they cleaned the cells. They gave the prisoners a good meal. They played music. Now, I want you to listen to this. This is a long quote, oh my gosh, from right, the website. Go. But I thought it was just so fascinating, so I'm gonna read the whole thing to you. Okay. <clears throat> Again, this is from Zimbardo's website for the, um, for right. the experiment for the experiment. When the dozen or so visitors came, full of good humor at what seemed to be a novel, fun experience, we systematically brought their behavior under situational control. They had to register, were made to wait half an hour. We're told that only two visitors could see any one prisoner were limited to 10 minutes of visiting time and had to be under the surveillance of a guard during the visit. Before any parents could enter the visiting area, they also had to discuss their son's case with the warden. Of course, parents complained about these arbitrary rules, but remarkably, they complied with them. And so, they too became bit players in our prison drama, being good, middle-class adults. Some of the parents got upset when they saw how fatigued and distressed their son was, but their reaction was to work within the system to appeal privately to the superintendent to make conditions better for their boy. When one mother told me that she had never seen her son looking so bad, I responded by shifting the blame from the situation to her son. What's the matter with your boy? Doesn't he sleep well? Then I asked the father, don't you think your boy can handle this? He bristled. Of course he can. He's a real tough kid. A leader. Turning to the mother, he said, come on, honey, we've wasted enough time already. And to me, See you again at the next visiting time.
2: Toxic masculinity. All I have to say about that one. Right.
3: Dang. But at this point, they're they're trying to replicate the toxic, they're the, buying, the toxicity of. And I think of,
2: it's crazy that the parents are buying in yeah. with full awareness that yeah. this is an experiment. Uh-huh.
3: So quickly. Like
2: these parents are like, oh, but it's like my son has succumbed to horrible prison conditions and I'm just going to let it happen mm-hmm. still for science.
3: Right. I mean, they, they they probably have more situational understanding of, like, this is a simulation than the, the prisoners right. do. Um, but what's interesting is that they aren't like, hey, let's leave. Right. They're like, hey, what can we do about it? And that, that thing at the end is really interesting where he shifts the blame uh-huh. and they're like, we're good. He's good. He's got it. My son's got yeah. it. Let's go. Like, we're wasting his time. Yeah. So interesting. Dang. Now, the next big thing was a rumor of escape. Oh. An escape plan, a prison break. So day four.
2: We are only four days in.
3: <laughs> yeah. This is day four.
2: Out of 14?
3: Mm-hmm. Day All right. four. All right, I'm here. Day four. Rumors began to spread that prisoner 8612, the one that they had released, right, was going to be coming back to help free the rest of the prisoners. So the researchers became so immersed, again, became so immersed in their own mock prison scenario that Zimbardo admitted that they had treated this rumor not like experimental social psychologists, but rather reacted only out of concern for the safety of their prison, the safety and the order of their prison. Four days in. Four days in. And they have Did already... Did they know
2: that this guy was sent home? Did who know? The guards. They knew he was sent home, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Yep. I sit here thinking I'd act differently, but I also, I don't know. Yep. Quick question. Yeah. Has this been replicated with women? We will get there. Great. That's a, I'm,
3: I'm, that's a thought train. We will get there. Come on. Great. Beautiful. So, like I said, the rumors are spreading and he fully admits that they did not treat this like scientists. They did not treat this like experimental psychologists. Instead, they're like, what are we going to do about this rumor? Right. Is this going to be true? What do we do about the prison break? And I think we're going to stop it there for part one. Leaving us on a cliffhanger. Yeah, I said there wasn't going to be a cliffhanger. And then I was like, you know
2: what? She literally looked at me and (laughs) said, this one won't have a cliffhanger. It'll be great. We'll tie it up with a bow. Mm -hmm. It'll be ready for Christmas morning. Yeah. No, Rachel just got the package in from Amazon. It's still sitting in the closet for the final wrapping. Mm -hmm. So I guess then that's where we leave you today.
3: This is my version of psychological torture. Let's tell them where they can find us. So you can find us on Instagram. Hyperfocus Pod. Twitter Hyperfocus underscore pod. YouTube Hyperfocus colon, a podcast for chaotic Minds. Pro tip that's also the name of our Facebook page and our Facebook group.
2: And TikTok.
3: Hyperfocus Pod. That's probably the most important one.
2: It's great. It's so fun. And you can also email us, which is super fun. Your fan mail. Your love letters, as Rachel loved to point out last episode, mm-hmm. any donations. <laughs> but not really. Rachel was just... I wasn't getting. I was she not She needed kidding. a payday, but we got her all situated now, She's No, got-
3: we did not.
2: <laughs> what payday did I get?
3: Like just- 10 cents in ad revenue? Okay.
2: Well... So never mind, Rachel.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, our email... Hyperfocuscast at gmail.com. Hyperfocus, C A S T.
2: At gmail.com. And
3: gmail.com. At gmail.com. You're just going to do that every time, aren't you?
2: It's the only way I can do it now.
3: Okay. Well, stay we'll tuned. See you, we'll see you on Wednesday, not next Monday. You only have to wait 48 hours. And that's if you're listening to this at 7 a.m. on Monday morning. If you're not listening to it, you have to wait less than that. So, Which is pretty exciting. You're fine. It's going to be all right. Yeah, we Maybe. don't normally do bonus episodes. Maybe. What?
2: I don't know if it's going to be all right. I don't know if I can wait till Wednesday. Oh.
3: Well, you don't have to. You're going to hear it right now. Good thing
2: I listen to it now. So
3: see you next time. Stay chaotic, babes.